0: Okay, uh, to quack or not to quack, you're gonna ask me. Then we'll do three takes, and then we'll do the playoffs. Ooh, I need to. I mean, I've thought about like the playoff bracket, but I haven't actually written it out in my head who I think's gonna win every single game. I haven't either. I'm just kind of gonna. You're just gonna. We're just gonna wing it. Okay, I'll wing, wing it, it a too. Bit. I like it. I like the winging. Ooh, now I want wings.
1: I've had wings on a little bit. Might have to
0: do toxic. I'm, a, but I'm not an actual wings guy. I'm a, I'm a tendy guy. I go with the, the, I'm a boneless guy. You know what I mean? The mini tendies.
1: Well, I think the chicken wings, I don't know if like this is just my years of Hot Mamas, but like I feel like it's one of the most overrated foods.
0: Well, those are, that, those are some fighting words right there. It's
2: been a long time. I shouldn't have left you a strong rhyme and step to take a how many weeks' show just left through. Time's up, I'm sorry I kept you thinking of this, you keep repeating your mess, the rhymes from the microphone solo with so you sit by the radio and on the dial soon, as you hear it, pump up
0: the volume. Hello, and welcome to the flock pod, hashtag 075. We are here in the beautiful, lovely condo. I'm on the floor today, actually, hanging out with the Avateria producers. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a different vibe today.
1: It's going to get interesting. I can feel it already.
0: It's going to get interesting. Definitely going to get interesting. Uh, If you'd like more interesting content, you can find our past episodes and all of our current episodes streaming on your favorite podcast platforms and if you would be so kind to please go give us a like a share a, you know a rating give us the five stars if you would be so kind and then go check us out on all of our social media channels also over on the instagram on the facebook on shane's favorite the twitter verse you know it what i mean favorite, yeah. you really do enjoy the twitter I you do. really do and it's not it's you know everybody has their own favorite you it's know true. what i'm saying
1: i like the uh, i like the point blank kind of direction of it yep, like it's just, yep. i mean They've added some more bells and whistles, but I don't really. Domestia,
0: don't mess really, yeah, the other fleets. Yeah. You're, not a, you're not a fleets kind of guy. <laughs> well, you can find us on Twitter and all of those other platforms at The Flockpod. You can find myself at Coach Justin D on all of those same social media platforms. Shane, tell them where you are.
1: You can find me at Bartender Shane6 on my favorite, the Twitter. And then on my second favorite, Instagram, you can find me over at Walka Flocka Shane6.
0: Yeah, I haven't been on Instagram nearly as much. That's definitely, I think, our least engaged platform. Like Mm. our Facebook page gets pretty good engagement, the Instagram page just, it's just a different algorithm. It's like Instagram's like the cool kid table. true you know what I mean like Twitter is kind of like we're all like the The nerds nerds. and geeks and everybody (laughs) hang out and like Facebook's for all like the preppy kids and Uh, then like Instagram's like all the cool kids like the dangerous kids that are like smoking cigarettes behind the school and like talking about tattoos
1: I use Instagram but I don't feel like I use it right
0: You've gotten better. We've yeah. talked about it. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about it. Yeah, the, it's just a, it's an interesting platform. I should probably delete that part about the cigarettes and tattoos. That's just like a nineties thing. That is
1: what cool kids talk about. That though. was the nineties yeah. for sure.
0: That was definitely the nineties. I'm 90s. now,
1: like if men, now that menthol cigarettes are illegal, like if that's going to be like an ultra cool thing. Whoa, the time what?
0: Be. A menthol cigarettes are illegal now. You know? What? No.
1: Yeah, the FDA is like banning them. Pretty soon wow. they're not going to be around anymore.
0: Wow, that is interesting. Yeah. What are what are all the college kids going to do?
1: Right. Just vape. Well, they already
0: do. <laughs> yeah, we're off to the we're off the rails already here to begin. We do have lots of wonderful duck tent to talk about. Uh, we've even got some couple football stories to get to today, but we're not going to force the football content. However, If you would like some of that wonderful football content, please go check out one of our partners at westcoastcfp.com. Create a profile, engage with their wonderful community, and uh, represent the green and yellow, as it does seem to be more of a purple-dominated website. But we're trying to take it over. We are in the early stages. It's a revolution, as my friend Korg would say from uh, Thor Ragnarok. So... Um, speaking of revolutions, Shane, yeah, I already threw a Marvel (laughs) reference at you. We're not even like four minutes in. This is going to be a great podcast. I have
1: seen Thor Ragnarok. Great movie.
0: It's one of the better Marvel movies. That's for sure. I would agree. And Sabrina Unescu is playing like a superhero. To begin the season. I mean, already dropping her first career triple-double, leading the Liberty to a 3-0 and mark. I mean, this is this is some really impressive stuff from the mother of ducklings. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's somewhat unprecedented by, as far as, like, the the league is concerned. Like, us as Duck fans know, you know, how this was going to go. And we're
0: used to this. The,
1: the level that she could play at. But, I mean, they were uh, underdogs in all three of those yeah. games. Uh, in the first two against the Indiana Fever, even after Sabrina wins the first game and near walk-off fashion uh they still were five and a half point dogs in the uh two days later and then in this last game they were four and a half point underdogs and sabrina came in against the minnesota Lynx and really put on a show i mean that was i think the WNBA coming
0: out party well and th- this is what the WNBA wants oh. this is this was the absolute perfect scenario for the wmba for sabrina to land in new york and for, I mean, obviously getting hurt last year wasn't a part of that perfect scenario. But for her now to be playing at this level, she is cashing all of the checks that the WNBA wrote last year when a once in a lifetime type of player lands in your biggest market. Mm-hmm.
1: And, well, I mean, if she was to miss, an, well, basically an entire season, um, I think they would prefer that it was in that type of situation in the wubble, shortened season. Everything is condensed and weird. So, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you mean, but, I mean, it is, kind of, it is kind of perfect for her to get, like, almost this running start into this year with, like, you, the familiarity with the team and the league and all of this stuff now where, I mean, it's, like, kind of like her rookie season part two, but with, like kind of like a red shirt season almost. It's
0: like a, it's like Joel Embiid and Steph Curry mixed together because she had like that weird injury where she misses an entire rookie year like mm-hmm. Joel did, but then she also had a chance to improve her strengthening, work on her footwork, all these kinds of things. Like people forget like Steph's first year or two in the league, he was good, but he wasn't great. He had a lot four. of Had a lot of foot problems, had a lot of ankle problems, started working with a specialist, retrained himself, and then has become the babyface assassin that actually will be playing the Lakers later on this evening. Mm -hmm. So that will be a lot of fun to watch. And if that doesn't tell you, we are recording on a Wednesday afternoon (laughs) this week. Uh, Sometimes my production responsibilities take a little bit long to get these pods out, but now you at least have an idea of when we're coming along. So yeah, the Liberty... Justin works really hard, everybody. You know, I try. I try. And I sell a house every once in a while. You know, I, I teach some also. There are some other aspects. I'm a well-rounded individual, Shane. So well-rounded. Like I, am a, I am a renaissance man, if you will. <laughs> Just don't ask me to build anything or grow anything, please. The only thing I've kept alive is this like bamboo shoot. But the New York Liberty are staying alive. And this coaching staff is putting these girls, ex- excuse me, these women, in a wonderful position to be successful. They're playing a lot of five-out basketball, a lot of downhill, a lot of we're just going to score more than you to beat you.
1: Well, and in this last matchup against Minnesota, too, they were throwing, like, double, triple teams. I mean, they were giving Sabrina, like, full, like, not keep referencing Steph Curry, but full, like, Steph Curry treatment, and she was making him pay early with the assists. I mean, she ended the game with 12 assists, 10 rebounds, 26 points. Um, not only was she the youngest player in WNBA history to record a triple-double, but also was the second ever in league history 20-point triple-double.
0: It's impressive. I mean, if even
1: the only other person to do it—you may have heard of her, Lisa Leslie.
0: That's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. Ever heard of her? <laughs> kind of a big deal. I mean, even or may not Renee Montgomery on that Take Line podcast that I recommended to you with Jason Concepcion uh, was given her props. I mean, mm-hmm. saying that she she could be um, a massive. Oh, what was the word she used? Um, just a catalyst for this whole league to really um, and let's this is part of the uncomfortable conversation, but she's also a figurehead for this league that is going to enable them to reach a different part of the population because she's white. And this is something that Deanna Taurasi definitely tried to like kind of bring in some more of that. But I think that this is one of those things that, again, we talked about the WNBA was very, very happy to have the mother of ducklings land in New York to try to capture that massive market. Mm -hmm.
1: And get back to like, on the court stuff a little bit more. In the yeah, first sorry, I took scene. us off the rails there a little no, bit. No, no,
0: but it's it's I, it's just one of the, it's the elephant in the room. Like it's just something that does have to be said.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and I I do have some thoughts about it. It is a little like not odd to me, but a little kind of ass backwards that like we're finally going to market a player this much when it's like oh when it's like the white girl from Oregon gets in the league. But I I also understand that she is at this at this level too. Where for a young player, I mean, the first game of this season, the first game not in the Wubble and all of this stuff where, you know, you kind of feel like you're actually in the WNBA for the first time. She had kind of a slow start to the game. It was one of the games against the Indiana Fever. She was able to rack up. I think she had 11 assists at halftime, but really struggled from the floor. And it reminded me of those days at Oregon when she would kind of pick her spots, though and having that ability to kind of like coast very like LeBron like where at times like you're out there you're controlling the pace of the game I know you're rolling your eyes but this is the one thing LeBron mentioned drink it's the one thing he does better than anybody I've ever seen play basketball where he can kind of control things and then kind of insert himself in certain times and Sabrina does that that same thing really well
0: uh Chris Paul I yeah, think Chris Paul manages a game like that and especially this year. I mean, I'm wearing a Phoenix Suns jersey as we record this podcast, but especially this year he's really picked his spots and then taken over at times during the fourth quarter when Nelly Wants is that elbow jumper. But you're right. She she is the maestro. She mm-hmm. is in control of every aspect. She looks comfortable, she looks confident. And again, like we talked about the the transition from college basketball to whatever professional league you play in for these women is compounded by the fact that a lot of them are going overseas. <laughs> whoa whoa (laughs) a lot of them are going overseas to play in other leagues they're they're picking up their entire life and moving to a new city so she had this year to get adjusted to new york Mm -hmm. life which had to be a change you know and obviously she's a superstar so she's flying around the country around the world what have you however just getting her her roots put down into that new york concrete had to help her a little bit be more confident on the court
1: yeah, and I'm hoping that this kind of boom that's taking place right now with women's basketball and the WNBA uh, specifically, I mean, college basketball as well, yeah, but uh, yeah. both gaining a lot of popularity, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it can get to a point where they're not playing overseas.
0: That would be the ideal situation, so not they're not with... playing two seasons in a season.
1: Yeah, I mean, like right now, I mean, uh, to get get off of Sabrina and some of the other products in the WNBA, I mean, we've yet to see Satu Saboli play. It's The Dallas Wings have only played in one game, but she did not take, part in that game because her season in Germany is just, just ended. ended. Yeah. And you know, your body needs a little bit of time. So it'd be cool. I mean, obviously like NBA guys too. like some of them play overseas and come over and play in this league as well, but it would be cool if the top players in the WNBA weren't, especially like just what, like two years ago, Russian teams were paying players to not play in the WNBA. Yeah, they Diana Shrassi. Yeah. Their WNBA salary to, to not play, to make sure that they were ready to go for those Russian seasons. And I mean, That is the thing with women's basketball that we really got to get turned around.
0: Absolutely. Just this up the earning potential for these women that they are. I mean, can you imagine if LeBron James had to go play like in the New Zealand professional league to like supplement his income? I mean, it's just... It would be it would be absolutely asinine. Um, we do also want to mention um, Ms. Tahina Pau Pau making um, the United States national team. Ms. Uh, Maitai Cazorla making the Spanish national team also. So those um, women will have an opportunity to represent their countries, which is uh, really really fun here in this upcoming Olympics, which will be this summer, which will, the WNBA will actually take a pause for to allow their athletes to participate in. Anything else WNBA wise, uh, Sabrina wise? We mentioned Ruthie Hebard. Yes, off to please. A little
1: bit of a slow start um only in the one game they played this season only 14 minutes uh three points three boards three fouls uh she's in kind of a little bit of a tricky spot i think that she will kind of get um more acclimated with this year's team, but the Candace Parker edition definitely kind of throws a little bit of a roadblock into the Ruthie Hebert development process, considering they're both looking at playing the four right now. But who better to learn from?
0: I, I mean, my goodness, Ruthie. And you know she's a sponge. You know she's just sitting there. She probably asked for her locker to be right next to Candace's mm-hmm. so she can just pick her brain.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's a good long-term thing, kind of a bad short-term thing. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely no, I couldn't. I could not agree more. All right, let's jump over to the uh, other round ball. One of the other round ball sports we want to cover today. We're going to talk about Oregon softball and the fact that they will actually be ranked higher than the host Texas Longhorns. And if Texas Longhorns sounds familiar to all you Oregon softball fans, it's because you'll recognize their head coach, Mister Mike white so an opportunity at possible redemption for a lot of these young women that are on this oregon softball team uh they would not play the longhorns until what do we just what do we figure out sunday
1: i think sunday yeah. so yeah
0: their regional will begin uh saturday wait saturday friday
1: friday, friday against texas texas
0: States. state at 4 30 yes. yeah i had the date and the opponent but for some reason the day is not on here that's that's super helpful sweet so yes Ducks Advance, they do not get their own regional, which is somewhat disappointing. But so many Pac-12 schools already earning one, it does make sense why they have to. I mean, it doesn't make sense. You should just be giving it to the best teams. Mm-hmm. But I understand why they do it.
1: Well, they haven't had a problem doing it with SEC schools before. You so said it, not me, Shane. Yeah, it's that, that was the part that was the most surprising slash disappointing, whatever, however you really want to phrase it. Um, especially, I mean, Washington getting to host a regional as well as UCLA. And I believe the Pac-12 has six bids into the tournament, which is good. I mean, it, it was something that we talked about all, all year six long. Six bids
0: about. and four regional hosts, right? I think so. I think that's what it was, yeah. yeah. And so this Washington is a deep conference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, that's also like part of it, too, where... I felt like Oregon should have gotten to host a regional, especially like with the Jane being shut down for most of the year. Now that we're finally kind of getting back to this point, like it would have been electric for those people who've been to the Jane, you know, the kind of energy that that stadium like
0: retains. I think they would have been on the sidewalk. Yeah. I honestly think you would have had fans on the sidewalk, especially with another opportunity to see Haley Cruz and all of these seniors off. I think that this community would have gone absolutely bananas for it.
1: It would have been the first time that we've had ESPN cameras here in a long time Yeah, as in well, a really long City time. Eugene. So that would have been yeah. really cool. Yeah, I mean, it, this is a thing where... It, it it's disappointing, but I mean, now a team that already has had so much bulletin board material to start this season from last year, how we've talked about how they've been kind of overlooked this whole time because last year they didn't really have an ability to show what they had on this year's team with the mass exodus of players. When Melissa Vardy came in after Mike white to say, like, we we really do have talent here. Like this is a real legit softball school. And so now, I mean, now you're overlooked going into the seating, and then who do you get? You get the guy that left the school after going like, what was? I think he was fifty and eight at Oregon, led Oregon to the best year they've ever had. He takes off for a bigger school, more bells and whistles, a bigger paycheck, and yep. now we have. I mean, what what players are left from the Mike White era? Yeah. I mean, Haley Cruz is one of them to kind of go in and be able to like. I mean, if they could take down anybody, it'd be glorious. It would be fantastic. It'd be so glorious,
0: especially because it wasn't like. He left to get the back. Mm-hmm. He left because the University of Oregon would not pay him what he thought he was worth. And the U of O wanted to put a bonus in saying, OK, if you go win a national championship, there will be a kicker that comes in. And yeah, your yearly salary will go up. But we want to keep that carrot out in front of you because we want that national title. And he said, well, I'm going to take my suitcase and I'm going to go back to Texas.
1: Well, do you think that part of him leaving was that, you know, it was like, uh I can at least host a regional even if we're I'm higher ranked than another team. Possibly. I mean, I mean they possibly do get that bump in like the yeah. national
0: market. Well, I mean, if you asked around the country who what is the better athletic program, if you just asked an average Joe what's the better overall athletic program, Texas or Oregon, what do you, you think Texas. a lot of people are gonna say? It's gonna yeah. say Texas. 100%. Where in reality if we really started counting up ships if we really go i mean texas is incredible in all the olympic sports also so it would be that would actually be a really interesting exercise maybe we should do that
1: i mean they're one of those schools that like gets kind of like the grandfathered in on things where they haven't really won anything in a long time i mean the last time they had a really prominent basketball program men's basketball program kevin durant was there
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Though with the other Olympic sports, right, like swimming and diving and golf and all these other sports. I mean, they dominate. They're like a Stanford in that way. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, but I I always feel like it's like football. Every year they start the season like rank 14th, and then they go five and nine.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're and you are Texas in that regard. You Mm -hmm. are literally the horns. So. All right, what else you got for me here for softball? You got anything? Um,
1: so some good news. Yes, there good news. Go. I like good news. Uh, first team, all Pac-12 honors. We had Allie Bunker, Haley Cruz, and Brooke Yanez. Uh No real surprise with those three. If there was like a super team, I think they would be, have to be all part of it. On the second team, all Pac-12 honors, we had Alyssa Brito and Tara McGowan. And then uh, Hannah Delgado rounding things out in the third team for all Pac-12 honors.
0: I would totally watch a buddy cop show called Burrito and McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> Burrito and McGowan. <clears throat> this Catching does, the bad guys. They really
1: have some great
2: names. Oh, it's thing.
0: like it's definitely one of the all-name teams mm-hmm. for sure. So congratulations to those women uh, able to represent the O and also the Pac-12 in that way. So that is... Absolutely fantastic. Some new faces that will be coming in to represent the O for the Oregon women's basketball team as the transfers continue to roll in. Um, One of the latest is former Georgia State guard Taylor Hosendove, along with former New Mexico State? No, New Mexico guard. Uh, Elise Hurst both of them committing here to come to the University of Oregon obviously there was a little bit of a mass exodus there for a little while from the Oregon um, program but Kelly Graves bringing in some more reserves as uh, that program continues to be on the rise like we mentioned earlier with Ms. Tahina Pow Pow Earning a spot on the USA women's national team. Good for her. And it's also good for her to know that she's back from that injury. That was probably the part that I was most excited for when I heard that she actually did make the team. is like, okay, she's healthy.
1: Uh yeah. Sorry, I tuned out there. I was looking up Georgia State basketball. I know see. it. I oh, know it's fine. No, on. it's all good. It's all good. Um, I was wondering because I was uh I had it in my mind. I was thinking Georgia State was an HBCU. Oh, okay. And they're not, but they're a uh, PBI, a predominantly black institution. Oh,
0: interesting. I'd yeah. never heard the term PBI before.
1: I had not either.
0: You learn something new every yeah. day.
1: Um, so She's federal grant supporting school's effort to do. Yeah, so it sounds like they get extra funding for
0: interesting certain
1: uh demographics of people yeah. there but yeah so they're not in HBCU which I kind of goes into a little bit of what we talked about
0: yeah we talked a little podcast. bit uh yeah absolutely was that yeah we i don't know how much of that was on wax either but yes now it's on wax <laughs> uh, but yeah it's good to see uh Oregon women's basketball bringing in some top level talent to replace um some of the ladies that decided to take their talents elsewhere yeah
1: and also i mean tying things back into our last podcast i mean it is kind of showing that the the way of women's basketball is following the trend of men's basketball, where it's very much. So, I mean, don't get super attached to these players. Cause I mean, it is a, well, and I think this year is going to be kind of an outlier um, considering everything that's happened. Well, with the COVID
0: season mm-hmm. and the extra year of eligibility, it, this is why I call it, you know, portal pandemonium because it's just all over the place. But what people don't understand is this has been happening at the high school level for 10 years, 15 mm-hmm. years. And this is stemmed from the NBA basketball, you know, free agency frenzy and, you know, superstars moving from team to team because they're unhappy and player empowerment and all that. So some high schooler watches that and will look, I want to be empowered. I want to be an empowered player. And he gets mad at his coach. He goes home and he complains to his parents and his parents say, yeah, that coach is dumb. We're taking you to somewhere else. And so. I mean, that's been happening across the country at every high school program for a long time.
1: I remember it being like I'm pretty sure it was Josh Smith that it was like a big deal that he went to like four high schools in four years. Kevin Garnett. And now it's like who yeah. doesn't? Yeah, and like now, it, now it's the norm. Like the the catalyst for that is probably like AAU more than anything. You play with some guys, oh <laughs> the <you're decision>. good. <laughs> you're good to this blah blah blah. Well and I mean oh, i sorry I, the, I had something
0: the, in my throat there. That was so strange. I
1: think the decision was kind of like from like the AAU, it's a little of. bit of that
0: AAU culture. I don't like the term just like AAU culture, even though I just used it because it's just a blanket statement. But club basketball and the the monetization of club basketball and the the rankings. I mean, the fact that there's like fifth graders ranked right now mm-hmm. is just it's it's gross. It, it's honestly gross, and it's one of the one of the darker sides of um, any kind of like youth sport out there with youth basketball. It's really. Really weird.
1: Yeah. I remember going to see Kevin Love play in the Oregon State tournament. And, like, at that time, it was kind of like this was, like, pre – well, like, right around the time, like, YouTube was becoming a thing. But we had, like, all this talk about Kevin Love and then, like, getting to watch him play. And he was, like, nationally ranked and blah, blah, blah. And he comes out and he had this game where he's like, 8, 12, and 6 or something like that. And people were like, well, but he doesn't really try for his high school team. You should really see him at these ABCD camps or you should see him on his AAU squad. And it was like – that's weird and like that was my first time and like I was I think I'm about the same age as him but like maybe a little bit younger and just being like that's really strange that like my whole year is so into this high school season Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and know the people who are actually good don't really give a shit about their high school
0: it's different. I mean, not every player is that way, obviously. And I do want to give a shout out to all of the um, young men and women that had an opportunity to begin their high school basketball seasons last night, I think, was the kickoff here for Oregon basketball. Uh, most of them look like they're wearing masks, which is interesting. But, you know, I'm just so happy that those athletes have an opportunity to get out there and compete. So best of luck to all those young athletes. But shout yes. out
1: Willamette Women's Basketball and their head coach, Danielle Bolando.
0: Only because you did, Danielle, I'm I'm, I'm supporting the Willamette shout-out. But yes, good, good. Absolutely, <laughs> no absolutely. I didn't mention Chad Garbin no, What? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, uh, it's interesting to see the transition of this whole transfer portal idea and the effect that it will have two to four years from now and what we're really looking at. And does collegiate basketball and other collegiate sports begin to go more this route, which – Will only lead to what I predict the end of college sports as we know it. So, kind of a down way to end here our little first segment, but
1: well, I was I was actually talking with somebody about that exact subject at the Mm -hmm. bar this weekend, and I was almost kind ooh tales
0: from the bar, yeah, hit me tales from the bar.
1: But like we kind of came to the, the agreement that it'd be cool. It's it's kind of bad for top tier sports, and as far as like seeing these athletes go through our school into professional ranks. But where it could be really cool is the extra funding for like Oregon to have like a D1 hockey program mm-hmm. or a men's soccer program mm-hmm. or a spike ball team.
0: Whatever. Yeah. I mean, Oregon gaming is taking off like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's.
1: I said spike ball and Justin didn't bat an eye. No, it's, I mean, spike ball <laughs> is like whatever. I don't know. Not... <laughs> it's on ESPN all the time. <laughs> I saw Cornhole. Corn <laughs>
0: People forget that the NBA and the ABA used to have like regional drafts. You get like a regional draft pick. So if a kid graduated from Oregon, they could like just go to play for the Blazers. And I think that that's what we're going to get closer to where we'll have the professional league. We'll have a semi-professional league, which will kind of replace what we now know as college sports, which would be more of like the club model. And then we'll have college sports, but college sports transitioning more into this, semi-professional more of an well, more of a more of a pure amateur thing as opposed to the semi-professional model that it is now where you allow players to play as long as they want to. Mm-hmm. You know there is no cap. So we could have a, a 32-year-old Casey Benson out there playing point guard for the Ducks or we could have a
1: I think you and me still got a little bit of Hey, I got some left eligibility over. left.
2: We lost a few games. Tough. That was District 5. Now we're the Ducks. Yeah. Ducks are undefeated. Quack. 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 Quack.
0: Quack. 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 Goal. Okay. To quack or not to quack, you're going to ask me, then we'll do three takes, and then we'll do the playoffs. Oh, I need to... I mean, I've thought about like the playoff bracket, but I haven't actually written it out in my head who I think is going to win every single game.
1: I haven't either. I'm just kind of going
0: to. You're just going. to... We're just going to wing it. I'm okay, I'll wing, wing it a too. Bit. I like it. I like the winging. Oh, now I want wings. I've had wings on wing a little bit. Might have to do toxic. I'm, a, but I'm not an actual wings guy. I'm a, I'm a tendy guy. I go mm. with the, the, I'm a boneless guy. You know mm. what I mean? The mini tendies.
1: Well, I think like chicken wings. I don't know if like this is just my years of hot mamas, but like I feel like it's one of the most overrated foods.
0: Well, those are that. Those are some fighting words right there. I mean, really good chicken wings that are that still have like a decent amount of meat on them are not overrated. But the classic, like just at your shitty bar, and they just like serve like the Al'sco chicken wings, like smothered in yakisoba sauce. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are totally overrated. I, just,
1: I think I just mean like in general, it's one of those things oh, that people man. get more excited about than it actually is good.
0: Man, I don't know if I can support this take. I don't know. This is See, hot. It, I, This is spicy. I
1: probably do have some some bias because I watched people like get way too serious about chicken wings. For when well,
0: you worked at like the years. chicken wing place in Eugene, mm-hmm. a lot of people would be like, "Oh, hot mama's." Oh,
1: yeah. And then I don't know. It was just held to, like this standard, really. Like, oh, I don't know. It was kind of disappointing. I'm like, well, yeah, because it's a fucking chicken wing. It's like it's not crazy. It's not like a wagyu fucking steak, like. Whatever.
0: we we, do, we doing this over chicken wings? Really? <laughs> chicken wings? See, like, another food that I feel like... Not a is, steak. Not a steak. Not a steak, but chicken wings.
1: See, another food that I feel like is under... Or overrated is also one of my favorites, like tacos. But I feel like mm. doesn't deserve, like, a day. No.
0: Man, you bring bringing some strong food takes here. I don't feel that... Pa- I'm not that passionate about food, I guess. I, I'm fine with a protein shake. I don't know. Like, see, I get
1: but that's what i'm saying yeah it's like it's food yeah it's, it's fuel. Like, it's like people get upset about like you get really into cars i'm like it's a fucking people movie but
0: that's that's everybody has like their own thing like there I are guess, some like yeah. i mean girls broke up with me because they she was like i'm a foodie like and you're not i'm like okay like that's really a big part of your life like i mean okay cool like, it's weird man like everybody... i love
1: to cook like i, I don't know
0: I don't really like to cook, though, either. I mean, I, I'll cook for, like, a group of people, but I'm not going to, like, do something fancy for an hour in my kitchen just to feed me, you know oh, what I, I mean? Do it all the time. Yeah, it's not yeah. me. See, I that's like, interesting that you're, like, a cook, but then you're bringing these strong food takes. Well, I, I just feel like
1: people get so excited about the idea of the food that when they actually eat it there's nothing but letdown because they get like this like crazy idea that like taco tuesday oh we're going to fucking all hang out and <laughs> somebody's going to wear a culturally insensitive sombrero and like fucking margaritas and then like when it comes down to it they're like dude how was that taco like oh no it was pretty good and it it's was like all right. well yeah because you overrated these things like it's this idea of this food that becomes like this event almost yeah. uh, isn't and, like, that that's just how kinda... I feel like people are with chicken wings like all like six guys and their bros come in to see how many fucking chicken wings they can eat like we're gonna order the hundred piece and give us ten of the fucking spiciest ones you have and I'm like oh, you just wanna like ruin your night whatever
0: it's a very American thing Like yeah it's a very American, I, yeah, like a a very gluttonous, American fucking, gluttonous very like very trying much trying to so. make a holiday out of mm-hmm. everything very very much so I love it I love it this might be our best content ever <laughs> I need to, I need to find a way to like splice this in at the end or something I don't know it's got to be in there maybe at the top maybe put it up at the top so this people is timeless will be like, you could always just, you could save it <laughs> I, have, I may I might have to yeah. I just have to cut out this part all right let's uh let's get this going again uh, all right I'll just queue it up to you pretty much for the to quack or not to quack so I'll have cool. to find a drop for that too three two one. And we're back, and we're back, and we're back here in the beautiful condo. The Ava are now past the F out. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, we have a new segment to debut today here after the break. To quack or not to quack? That is the question. So Shane is going to throw some news stories at me, and I'm going to say quack or not to quack. And if I quack, we're going to talk about it. If I don't quack, we're not going to talk about it. So at home, play along. Do you want to quack or not to quack? It's one of those things. One of those things. And yes, this is kind of a rip off of Jalen and Jacoby, but don't tell them. You know what I mean? Don't tell them. They're making that ESPN money. Mm-hmm. I have a bat over there in the corner I can put over my shoulder if it makes everybody feel better. But let's just like we're just doing our own thing over here. They're doing also our own like thing. two
1: of like my media heroes, so I'm okay with it. You know,
0: I don't listen to them anymore.
1: I don't really either, but I feel like the the old stuff, like the old pod, especially oh. like the YouTube stuff. Like it, it, it holds through like it, it goes. Cause I mean, now it's like, all... it stands the
0: test of time. It was very influential. I'll yeah. definitely give them that. They definitely were a big inspiration for
1: picked me. Picked it apart and made it about as lame. Commodified
0: as it. Like yeah. all, like all awesome things that became commodified and then not as cool. So, all right, Shane, hit me. All right. Number start one.
1: Start things off. Oregon and North Dakota State University mutually interested in rescheduling a canceled matchup.
0: I feel like this is a quack. I feel like this is good. This is something that is important for recruiting for North Dakota State. They want to be able to show that they can play Oregon. And it's saying, hey, we're Oregon, but we'll play anywhere, anytime. And we don't care.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: we had an agreement to play you. got messed up. So, yeah, we're, we're going to come back, and we're going to play you. I like it. I think it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, and I think the like the anticipation that was built around that game, I think like going into last year, before everything kind of got shut down, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you and me were a little bit more excited about that NDSU matchup than that Ohio State game.
0: I wanted to see Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really excited for that game. And I think Oregon would have won, but I wanted to see what Trey Lance could do against that Oregon defense. And now I get to see Trey Lance twice a year. Great. Yay. Not great. Not great at all. But
1: yeah, I mean, and I, I think it's always been something that, like, like D one fans are always curious about how their program would do against the top tier D two schools Yeah, and kind of like it's, it's always like, I think those matchups are just so much more fun than almost like the, the different conference matchups or whatever. I mean, just cause we see so much less of them and we always want to see that Appalachian state beating Michigan style game too.
0: I mean, except when it's Indiana coming in and beating us. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, there's that. But
1: whatever. There's that. All right, moving All on. All right, moving number two. on. Um, Gabe Matthews breaks the school RBI record.
0: It's cool. That's that, I mean, it's a baseball record, right on, but not to quack.
1: Yeah, he's also broken a lot of records this yeah, year, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a
0: historic season, which he'll be you know, commemorated for. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Nation's number one all-purpose running back, Relique Brown, out of Day High, calls Oregon his dream school.
0: Is he in, are we in his top 15?
1: He <laughs> is currently committed to Oklahoma.
0: Wait, 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 wait. He's committed somewhere else and he's yeah. calling Oregon his dream school?
1: Commitments don't really mean what they used to mean. Commitments don't really mean Whoa. you're committed. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute
0: now. Is this like a like a Twitter engagement kind of a thing? Like, he,
1: like... So he's committed to Oklahoma, but he's going to visit USC and Oregon. Uh, in this upcoming season. I Okay,
0: I mean, we've already... Not to quack. Sure. Not to quack. Cool. <laughs> uh,
1: Ty Thompson named quack. The Gatorade definitely a quack of the Year.
0: <laughs> any, any chance I get to talk about Ty Thompson, it's a quack. No, if this doesn't show you how incredible he was in high school and what he accomplished down there at Mesquite, I'm not sure what other accomplishment or what other trophy he could earn mm-hmm. that would put him over the top for you this kid is special he is going to leave oregon as the greatest quarterback to ever play here
1: your words not mine but yeah i mean it's it, like you said it's about the biggest honor that he could get uh it's cool to see a
0: arizona quarterback
1: taking home this as and that's well. right
0: folks better than marcus Mariota. you heard me you heard me. It's on, it's on wax. It's on paper. Ty Thompson will be the best quarterback to play here at the University of Oregon.
1: So you're going to want to at Coach Justin D. At Coach uh, Justin D. At Bartender Shane Six. It had nothing to do with it.
0: All right. Number four. Um, or five? Four? I already lost count.
1: Well, I added some more on here, so we're just gonna going to right, keep going. All right. Just keep going. I like it. Just um, keep hitting me. Oregon versus Ohio State University set for a big noon kickoff on Fox.
0: I mean, cool, not to quack, though. I mean, yeah. we knew that game was going to be prime time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that makes it noon, so it's like...
0: Uh, oh, it's a 9 a.m. kickoff yeah. for us than here on the West m. Coast, eh? Well, oh, you're see? faster at math than I am. <laughs> yeah, I was told there'd be no math. That is kind of a bummer. I, that It's a, it's surprising that mm-hmm. Fox would do that, but I guess they're trying to rival the whole ESPN first game of the day. They They were, they were trying to steal that window and give ESPN later, but I just... And the fact that it's on Fox is kind of a bummer to me. So, I guess this is a quack because we're talking about it. I just, I like the ESPN game presentation a lot more than Fox. Mm-hmm. Is that just me or my here? I don't here? like their scoreboard. Isn't it weird that that aesthetic stuff really does matter when you're watching a game?
1: Well, the, the scoreboard kind of shapes your viewing. Like, oh, experience. totally.
0: Yeah, 100%. I don't
1: really like their commentators as much, too. Not that they're like bad. Joel just, Klatt. Yeah, just the overall viewing experience. It is cooler <laughs> that it is on a non cable market. So true, it's true, more true. accessible. True.
0: Um, but I mean we could be ABC primetime game. And well, then and also it's, you know,
1: like does that matter anymore? Not really. Most I mean we are streaming shit anyway. So Most
0: people most people aren't going to watch the whole game anyway. Mm-hmm. Most people are just going to go watch the highlights on Snapchat.
1: I so I mean I <laughs> feel TikTok. like the which is yeah crazy <laughs> true. But uh I feel like the general consensus was kind of like agreeing with you it would have been cool if it was like a later game, primetime, all that kind of stuff. I personally like those early games. Uh, I like it more as a viewer, though, than I do uh, – w- I mean, as a player, I would fucking hate it. It's yeah, because you got mind.
0: your whole day changes. Yeah. Your whole preparation shifts. And this was our argument against the, the 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. kickoff. So, you know, before or the earlier kickoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're the West Coast team, so you're going – just one thing for Oregon fans to to have in their cap. Be like, well, they may just play at 9 a.m.
1: <laughs> Built-in excuses. <laughs> Love it. All right, All right, next. right moving on. Angela Duligich – Duligich – yeah, man, it's a, it's a, tough, a tough one. one. <laughs> Transfers to UCLA.
0: It's a quack because I, I mean, good for her. Hopefully, she. This is the situation that she wanted. I'm not. I don't recall where she was from. Is she from LA?
1: No, she's from. This is great Ooh, podcasting. Man. I I feel like it's somewhere out east. though. Yeah, I don't. I don't
0: remember. But good for her. You know, again, the transfer is great for the athletes not as great for the programs and fans, but we're not the ones that it immediately affects. Mm -hmm. So I'm always going to be in favor of whatever's good for the collegiate athlete.
1: UCLA women's basketball has been kind of an up and down program too. And I feel like now they're kind of like catching a wave here,
0: but now I'm kind of bummed that we got to play against Tishov, you know, twice. And then we got to play against Dugalich twice. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's, it, It lends me to think that maybe there is a little bit more to that. Like, okay, Kelly, you didn't play me. Like, I'm going to go somewhere that you have to see me now twice a year, and I'm going to show you how good I am. And I'm going to show you how much I should have been on the floor those other times. Because those are two girls, I mean, two young women that – I think had a little little chip on their shoulder, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's two out of the three transfers stayed in the conference. Which what we're seeing kind of nationally with the basketball transfer portal is a lot of people are going to the like opposite coast mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. trying to kind of like crack or go in. home. Yeah, you know? or yeah. go home. We've seen that too. Um, so I mean, don't want to speculate too much. And I mean, just because she isn't from LA doesn't mean that LA isn't like a second home or that she, she might has... have some
0: connection there. Who exactly. knows? But yeah, and so, again. And There's
1: so much more that goes into these decisions than we're able to ever comprehend. Yeah, so. It's a
0: human thing. So, again, if it's good for the athlete, I support it.
1: Um, Oregon Club Baseball makes it to the Nationals. Mm,
0: awesome. Super cool. Uh, we haven't done an into club segment in a while, but still not to quack. Congratulations and all the best, boys. It's
1: cool that club sports are getting are back. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, Oregon's men's track wins. <clears throat>
0: 14th straight Pac-12 title. This is this is a quack. This is a quack. And I saw your tweet about this and I found it the the conversation that kind of went around that very interesting. It, it reminds me of the conversation about goat athlete when you throw like Serena Williams into that mix, right? Mm-hmm. Where you think about like, okay, is it legitimately overall trophies that you won or how many ships you've won? Is it like, you know, consistent year in year out dominance? Is it production of oh, athletes that have done other things in other places? But I mean, whatever you want to judge this by, 14 straight is 14
1: straight. And the Pac 12 is a prominent track and field conference. As I well. mean,
0: it's similar to Kansas winning like 10 Big 12, you know, conference championships because, I mean, basketball was, I mean, not invented in Kansas, but somewhat kind of perfected in Kansas. Mm-hmm. You're not going to say that track was invented, obviously, in Oregon, but a lot of, I mean, it's called Tracktown USA, so it feels very right that we would be dominating in that sport. Mm, uh,
1: Oregon also set the the record for most points in a Pac-12 championship with 185. Uh, Cooper Terre won the 1,550. Finished second in the 5,000 to none other than Cole Hawker, which is pretty cool. Coming in first and second in that 5,000 meter race there. Uh, Hawker won the 5,000 with a time of 13 minutes 32.68 seconds. Tear won the 1,500 at (laughs) stupid uh, three minutes 39 seconds 39.31 seconds. That's insanity.
0: I can tell that Shane's been running a lot because he had a hard time, like even saying that without smiling. He's like, <laughs> "That is just stupid fast." I uh, I
1: actually PR'd a uh, 10k today this hey. morning, Uh 46 something. Felt Love good. It. Um, the men's 4 by 1 lost to USC by a six hundredths of a second. Um, the women came in second to USC's women, who have won their third straight Pac 12 title. But the U of O woman won the 4 by 100 in a time of. Forty-two point eight seven, which is the fifth best in school history, and I should also mention that Dominique Rutolo won the triple, dump, triple jump with a distance of forty-four feet nine and three quarters inches.
0: Uh, I think that's far. Yeah, I, I think that's I, pretty. You far. You ever tried the triple jump? No, it looks really, really difficult.
1: Yeah, it'll make a. Uh, I feel like my hip would explode. An athletic person feel pretty unathletic real quick. So the last thing here on our quack or not to quack segment is Penae Sewell signs his deal with the Lions.
0: You know, I think that's, it's a news story. It's a clip. It's a not to quack, but definitely congratulations to Penai. And you know he's going to do big things in Detroit.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty standard contract too. anybody that gets drafted in the top 10 kind of it's monetized by either pick. So it ended up being a 24.1 million guarantee.
0: One, you love the signing bonus, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And he's going to be able to take care of his family and to spread and like, yeah, that's awesome. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Okay. Anything else? That's all you got
1: for that's me. All I got for the all right quack so, or not
0: to quack to, to quack or not to quack. Another fun segment here on the lovely flock pod three takes up next. America's newest favorite segment Um, who wants to go? Do you want to go first this week or should I go first? I'll go first. Okay, I like it. Hit me. What questions you got for me?
1: Let's see. Let's start off a little with a football question here. What team would you like to see Oregon football schedule in the future? Oh, that's a great question. Notre Dame. Oh, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah,
0: Notre Dame. I want to go I want the Ducks to go into that stadium and beat the crap out of the Golden Domers in front of Touchdown Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what I want more than almost anything. So then the Beavers will shut up about that Fiesta Bowl win that they have over (laughs) Notre Dame. That's that's one of the main reasons. Uh, I think another school that I would like to see on schedule would just be, for recruiting reasons, would be Texas. Kind of for what we talked about before. This is crazy. Just to go in and, I mean, we've obviously established a deep California pipeline, but having the, Bringing back that Texas pipeline that Chip Kelly had, but doing it without the 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 shenanigans and <laughs> the bag dropping that was going on behind the scenes would probably be my, my those would be my two picks.
1: Yeah, uh, those were the two that I had. Really, that's yeah, funny. That's, that's hilarious. really funny. Um,
0: that's why we do this podcast. I man. was also
1: kind of thinking like I don't know if I want to see it in the near near future, but maybe down the line, Alabama with. Mario Cristobal's ties to that school? I
0: feel like that's too much of a slam dunk answer. I mean, obviously, I'd love to see them play any SEC school. Like Mm -hmm. going down and playing at night in LSU would be incredible. I mean, going and, you know, having Alabama come out and play here. I mean, that's where we get into like that Super League conversation, right? Where I would like to see, and I, I think we're getting there. And as soon as the, as soon as the, champion the playoffs the college football playoff. wow i could not get that out goes to six or eight i think you'll see more programs being willing to schedule those prove it games early on because if we've seen this tide moving in that direction with the introduction of like that texas showdown every year and these these big matchup games i think are only going to get better
2: Mm.
1: i could also like one that kind of if we still had like kind of a more chips Kelly style offense to play like another spread out school. Like mm. that would be cool. But mm-hmm. now that Oregon has kind of gotten away from that a little bit, mm-hmm. like playing like a Texas tech wouldn't really be as much fun.
0: I mean, yeah. Lubbock would be a fun place to go. I'm also thinking about like, as a fan, like if I'd want to go to the game, so mm-hmm. that's why I like Baton Rouge, like LSU would be incredible.
1: I've heard that's like the greatest. it's
0: one ever. of yeah, that, that, Oregon, and then a lot of people still bring up Nebraska as one of the best game day type environments, but I just don't want to go to Nebraska.
1: Those Nebraska people, though, did you go to that Nebraska game here? No. Oh, it was like, it was one of the craziest experiences of my life. Like, I was so accustomed to, like, Oregon fans. Like, I've only been to college football games at Reser... Or not Reeser, wherever the Beavers play. Is it Reeser? Reeser. Yeah, Reeser. It used um, to be called Reeser. I think it's still called yeah. Reeser. And then Austin. Who cares? So, like, I've only seen D1 college football in the state of Oregon. But those people were so fucking nice. It was Oh, unbelievable. yeah. Nebraska they people like,
0: and Iowa people are great. They were the coolest <laughs> people ever. They were
1: super polite. They were like, hey, you know, good luck to both teams yeah. out there. And then my buddy keegan was getting married that day so i had to leave around the third quarter and i walked uh from odson down to the cooler where i was waiting for Aish to pick me up to go to the okay, wedding yep. So So like, i pop into the cooler to like watch some of the game and like i order a beer and a shot take the shot go to like pay and he's like no you're good and i'm like what like how how am i good and he's like this this guy's nebraska fan said that he's paying for anybody in oregon gear for the entirety of the game
0: Man, people like I said, people from Nebraska and people are from Iowa. Like some of the best like, people on the shed planet. shed a
1: fucking tear, dude. I was like, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever just done for me. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get over it. Yeah, Oregon fans, not. I dig a... it.
0: I dig it. Um, also, Oklahoma. Just so my brother, cousin Josh, would shut the hell up. Like, mm-hmm. let's just go beat the Sooners. Okay. All right. Both
1: like U of O, OU kind of yeah, matchup like too. Yep, yeah, yeah, I like
0: it. All right. Second question.
1: Um, so with um. Pac twelve hired their new commissioner.
0: Oh, I missed that. Who is it?
1: Oh, it's the guy. Uh, his name escapes me, but he was running MGM sportsbooks and he was also He's been mostly involved in kind of like gambling, oh. um, which is funny, but uh, I think is a, a smart move and kind of a market correction for what has kind of gone on with the Pac Twelve already.
0: We're gonna we're gonna call him George K. Uh, the last name is Klivekov? Kleivkov? Uh interesting. Yeah, okay. All right. And George he also K also has
1: uh, some WNBA ties and stuff like that. So I dig uh, it. big into women's basketball. Mm-hmm. So with uh with this new hire, yes. what advice would you give him to move past the West Coast bias? Oh.
0: You've got to dump millions and millions and millions of dollars into the Pac-12 network. And you have to get better contracts for that network. You need to get a digital contract where it has some kind of connection to ESPN three, where you can actually get that platform available to more people mm-hmm. that that's probably the number one thing that it, this conference needs to do to legitimize itself on a national front and, and do kind of what we talked about. Use the PAC 12 network to its, to its own advantage, you know, cover everything like let's mm-hmm. let's get all of these sports i mean you're the pac 12 you're the e Olymp- the olympic sport like you're, that's what you're almost known for so let's get it all out there let's let's get excitement over some of these other sports that you've got building which will only get you more popularity but in regards to football and basketball which are the sports that are going to make the big time money yeah you've got to get your your games into better markets mm-hmm.
1: that's kind of the same thing i was going along with like make the sports that aren't accessible accessible mm-hmm. and the ones that are accessible blow them the fuck up. Yeah,
0: you've got you've got to do a better job of creating those partnerships and getting rid of this Pac-12 after dark stigma because as cute as it is and as fun as it is, that's exactly all it is. It's just a trope. So Mm -hmm. we need to get over that and make this conference legitimized somehow. How about some (laughs) games that are in primetime East Coast? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that just be lovely? So, yeah, that's probably where I would go.
1: Instead of before people wake up here or after people go to sleep there. So my third and final question, this one will be fun. Which current Oregon women's basketball player do you see having the best chance or slash career in the WNBA? Tina Pow Pow. Really? Yeah. Even with her size. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. I think just her intelligence. I think she is gonna be able to get to that next level and have a, a really, really good career. I could see Sedona Prince having a very good career at the next level also, um, being, you know, a multiple all star kind of kind of a kind of a player, but I think Pau has a chance to not be like that top tier WNBA superstar, but like that next level.
1: Yeah. I I think Tina's size is definitely gonna hold her back. Um, I mean, we're gonna see like, I mean, Ari McDonald kind of had the same thing going for mm-hmm. her, and she's mm-hmm. obviously made it. She's yeah. playing tonight against she the Chicago. Exp- I mean,
0: went from the 30th pick probably to what the
1: sixth or seventh pick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, but I was gonna go in the Arasabli.
0: Not a bad choice, not a bad choice. Her, her size and her, her skill level will certainly, um, set her up for a long career. I, I mean, can't, can't argue with that.
1: Yeah, and then uh, obviously, like, you know, Maddie Sher and, uh, uh, Parish yeah. have a really yeah. good chance as yeah. well absolutely the same same thing but yep those are my three <clears throat> all
0: right my three i guess yeah this is three takes but i keep going with like a different vibe on it but you know that's just what i do i'm weird hey, what, what you can know i what say
1: that that's that's part of this though is it's, it's unique new york
0: <laughs> you know you need unique new york um okay so these two first two questions are kind of on the same vein but they're just different enough so what game are you most looking forward to watching next year for Oregon? So that can be football, basketball, women's. I mean, what, what, what game, singular game, are you most excited to watch? What matchup?
1: I mean, I haven't seen. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen any like men's basketball schedule, like uh, out of conference stuff. But the one that would jump out to me the most would be Oregon women's basketball versus Arizona with Taylor Chavez transferring over there and then everything that they were able to accomplish last year. I mean, Stanford already kind of has like a built-in rivalry there, but I feel like Arizona is kind of like the next rivalry up. I like it. I like the way that I like pretty much everything that program has done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very yeah. much akin to like, I like what, Oregon has done yeah, over the absolutely. last five years. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think I'd probably go with that one. I mean, I think the Oregon-Ohio State football game is kind of low-hanging fruit. Obviously, absolutely. that's up there, yep, too. Yep,
0: I agree with that. Okay. Well, question number two. What sports venue are you most looking forward to going back to? Mm. That's a tough one. I had a really hard time with this question.
1: I mean... Any sports venue? Yeah. Probably be the Moda.
0: Yeah. That's what I came back to also. And it it would be MacArthur Court if it was still MacArthur Court. But Matthew Knight, it's fun. It just doesn't have the same feels to me that MacArthur did during Mm -hmm. Duck Games.
1: That and like me and my wife, like we've gone to My wife. We've gone to the like the the one thing that we've kind of shared the most that's like in like my like sports world is going to Blazer Games. Like she's from Portland. And it's such like a it's such more of like a f- spectacle, a shared experience mm-hmm. that is
0: more of an entertaining spectacle for mm-hmm. sure. I and get like, you there.
1: It has more going on than just a basketball game, kind of. You know what I mean? They do
0: a good job at Moda. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try here at the end of May to get up to Safeco and go see a Mariners game. That'll oh. be my first. That'll be my first foray into like a, a public sports venue. Hopefully they don't get no hit. <laughs> I know. <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you had to. You had to do that. You? you had to do that. All right. So, and my third question in, uh, as tradition will hold a non-sports related question. This was, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before, but what's your favorite animated movie? Mm.
1: See, I've been kind of like, I've been going back and forth on this a little bit. Like this movie soul has really skyrocketed my rankings okay. All right. where like I said, it was the best Pixar movie that's ever been mm. made. Uh, high praise. Yeah. Um, But like my favorite ever, man, that's a one that I really enjoyed when I was a kid that I don't remember too much now, but, uh, I had this like flashback to it when we started the podcast and you said, we're back. Was you ever seen the movie? We're back No. It's about, like, dinosaurs that, like, get let loose in New York City. No. It's, like, an animated movie from, like, the early 90s. I don't remember a ton about it. but I love this. You know when, like, you're really young, you can watch that movie, like, over and over Mm -hmm. again. It becomes that, like, comfort blanket kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That was one for me for sure. Like, I don't know if that was my favorite, but, like, that's definitely up there. (laughs) I'd probably have to rewatch it. Yeah. Probably, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but uh yeah i would go with uh those two for now i like it i like it. i think i'd go uh spider-man into the spider-verse oh that's such a good fucking movie it was just the visuals and just the the it was it was a perfect movie i, I actually got to add that to my movie rarely list. rarely can you say like a, mer- a movie is perfect and i feel like that was a, a perfect movie
1: that was one that i just like oh well, you'll make fun of me for saying this but i red boxed and i was like eh, like i don't really like i don't know like I'd seen, like, all the Tobey Maguire ones, and then I saw the ones with, like, the other kid, and I was like, I never really dug Spider-Man that much. No, they took that in
0: a different direction. It was amazing.
1: And, like, halfway through, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is is not a drill. (laughs) This is a much different movie. (laughs) Just, yeah, the, I mean... The art that went into it, with the sound, like the soundtrack mm-hmm. of the movie is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's like, it's yeah, great. Like you said it's a near perfect movie. I'm gonna add it to my movie list as we speak. Um,
0: since you brought up a couple like childhood movies, I'll throw out the uh, the Last Unicorn. Did oh, you ever yeah. watch that? It's a crazy, crazy movie. And then uh, Land Before Time. Can't go, oh, can't go wrong with Land man. Before Time you know yeah. like there's just, just an absolute classic the first one though not like the 11th one that they ended up putting out <laughs> um, some other ones you know you've got like uh, oh what was uh, An American Tale yeah oh so good so and then the good. second one Give them The lead.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, so uh, that's pretty much all the duck tent we have. A little bit more duck tent, I suppose. If uh, a duck tent, um, a, sh- a skew duck tent adjacent if you will we're gonna talk a little nba playoffs we have uh, like i mentioned uh, some more playing games happening this evening with memphis taking on uh, the san antonio spurs here in about 27 minutes and then the lakers and golden state warriors will tip off after that let's start there shane who do you think wins those two games
1: I'm gonna go chalk and I'm gonna say Lakers, Grizzlies. You know, Lakers, Grizzlies. Yeah, okay, I and just, then do
0: you think the Grizzlies do you think the Lake do you think the Warriors beat the Grizzlies? So it goes basically one eight like it like it is right now? Um Or do you think the Grizzlies beat the Warriors and the Warriors are left going home?
1: I mean, I think the Grizzlies could do it. If I had to make a prediction though, I'd probably go with the Warriors. I mean, I think Draymond Green's kind of leveled up in the last half of the season.
0: You got in shape, you mean?
1: Yeah, whatever you want to call it. I mean, <laughs> he Steph took his backpack just, off. Yeah, <laughs> Steph has gone fucking scorched earth on everybody. He's um,
0: yeah, he's gone super Scion mode. It's pretty pretty intense.
1: Yeah, it's it's so weird with this Warriors Lakers matchup tonight. It's probably the two franchises I rooted for rooted against the most. I couldn't agree more in my life. I'd say the Lakers for the first majority of my life as a human being, and then kind of the Warriors right after, and then they kind of been passing the baton back and forth
0: lately. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, you throw the Cavs in there when LeBron was there, but I will unabashedly be... A Golden State Warriors fan today. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Karima, Aunt Karima from the, the Count the Dings Network, could not be happier to hear me say that if she ever listens to our podcast because she's a huge Warriors fan. But it's only for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. I only want the Lakers to lose. And then I want the Grizzlies to pull the crazy upset. I want to see John ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, and Jay Trey go nuts against the Lakers and LeBron go
1: home. It's all. That's yeah, my dream scenario, it but it won't kinda, happen. Jay Trey is the the player that I think the Grizzlies kind of hinge on the most. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I think if he
1: plays good, they can beat a lot of teams. And I I agree. He is still, excuse me, not up to his peak level of play. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's becoming one of these like, Will he ever be the guy kind of
2: guy? Well, and
0: he needs to because he can be the pick and pop option that makes that Ja Morant and pick and roll between him work because teams don't guard Ja by the three point line. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the one shot that he needs to add to make himself take it or to take his game from really good to superstar. You yeah, know, if he adds that,
1: like uh, like they are Rondo. Yeah, it'd be cool to see the Grizzlies move on. I mean. Dylan Brooks had somewhat of a career year this season. He had a career-high 17.2 points per game, also career-high in assists at 2.3. And I think he's kind of something that we mentioned earlier. Doris Burke said that he was going to be first-team all-defense. I don't know Which is insane,
0: but, I mean, his give-a-shit meter runs really, really high. I mean, mm-hmm. we mentioned the the good old Bruce Arians give-a-shit meter, and it runs really high. It always has. I mean, one of my favorite stories was talking to Mike Menenga about how they had to take his – access keys away because he was getting to the gym at like 2 Mm -hmm. (laughs) a.m.
1: And I mean, you see it like just the way he plays. I mean, he almost like his effort level is almost like a detriment to himself because he picks up so many stupid fouls. It's the Russell
0: Westbrook effect. That's why I said he's Russell Westbrook with shorter arms and a lot less athleticism.
1: And just to throw this out there, uh, just to tie it in with the Ducks, Peyton Pritchard finished the season seven and a half points a game, a little under two assists. Uh two and a half and a half rebounds per game but shot 41.1 three point percentage this year no
0: this is perfect because I would I did want to talk about that Boston Washington game just a little bit I mean the pacers just absolutely spanked the hornets and I mm-hmm. love that uh bridges came out for it be like yeah one team wanted to be in the playoffs and one team obviously didn't <laughs> Yeah. One, two, three, <laughs> exactly <laughs> lamello's like do you see my hand do you think I want to go play against the freaking 76ers do you see this
1: yeah that was hard I mean it was just like I got all excited like I did a bunch of yard work yesterday and I was like yeah three clock i'm gonna watch basketball oh, and the first game on was spank. like yeah this isn't fun to watch it's fun to
0: see sabonis i will i mean i loved darvidas but it is really fun to watch his kid go out there and just play as well as he is and did that'll you be know
1: he was born in portland
0: uh i did yeah i didn't know that i wish that he would yeah anyway um it'll be fun to watch the pacers and celtics play uh, Pritchard definitely has a lot more of a role to step into with Jalen Brown gone, but Aaron Naismith has also been playing really, really well for the Celtics and taking some more of those backup guard minutes. So very interesting well, to see. Played
1: really, really well against the Wizards, who didn't also seem like they wanted to win that. Game.
0: Well, I mean, Nesmith had a good month, though. Really? Yeah, I mean, he's, I been, playing well. yeah, he's been playing well. He's been playing well. I mean, he was a, a non-factor for the first part of the season, and he's really elevated his game. Where it looks like that pick may not have been a waste. Okay, so let's let's just go round by round, series by series, and I let's just let's just call this how we see them we'll go a little bit rapid fire i have nothing written down in front of me shane has nothing written down we have not really prepared for this at all but that's what we do we're semi-professional amateur podcasters we just go off the cuff utah versus golden state who you got we'll, we'll just say it's uh, going to be seven eight lakers at seven golden state at eight. Right, yeah, for, for sake like of that. argument why um not? utah you got utah okay i also have so you you think even if the Lakers, oh, well that gets to be Golden State. So yes, okay, I got Utah also. So we both have Utah advancing. Clippers, Mavericks, Clips, uh, easy. I want to say five. Mavericks so bad. Oh Clips, okay, I'll take the Clips also. So we got the Clips. If not four, I think okay, sweep. All right, sweep style. Can we? Are we both going Portland? Yep. Yeah, I think Portland's going to pull that up upset, quote unquote upset. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, Lakers. We're Lakers.
1: I honestly don't like the Suns that much, to be honest.
0: I don't really either. I don't. I have a really hard time rooting for Chris. Well, oh, I South. love Steve Nash. Yeah. I was a huge he's a Canadian point guard, pass first point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Who doesn't I, love Steve I, Nash? I love that guy. Yeah. I, love, I love that soccer player. Greasy hair. Yeah. It's right up my alley. Just, you know, played at Santa Clara. I got to love it. Um, yeah, Lakers. Damn it.
1: I just it's like DeAndre Ayton versus Anthony Davis. That's like,
0: the matchup. Man. That's I really want Chris Paul to be the the deciding factor in that series. I I think there is a little credibility to the the argument out there that LeBron and Chris are really good friends. Could you see LeBron like tweak a hamstring in the first quarter of this game tonight and be like, "Oh, sorry guys, just can't do it. I'd rather play the Jazz anyway." Because he was talking shit about the Jazz earlier this year too. Yeah, yeah. That I would Uh, love. That was just the theater of all of that of him like just pulling up a little and be like, "Oh, sorry guys, gotta go sit down."
1: Well, he did like roll his shit at the end of the last game. Pulled himself Um, out.
0: All right, so we've got Utah Clips, Portland Lakers. Let's jump over here to the East real quick and do that side. Philly. Let's say it ends up being you. Just yeah, I think Philly's going to win. Any so let's just say Philly. Whoever they end up playing doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Knicks Hawks.
1: This is the one that has kind of gone back and forth gambling-wise, so I've been looking at a lot of like the series odds. Mm -hmm. Um, Nationally, it was looking like uh, it was Hawks minus 125, Knicks plus 100. Mm -hmm. Oregon Lottery was flipped. Interesting. Now, today, it was Knicks minus 105, uh, Hawks minus 115. So it's gone back to kind of the national side. But the odds have skewed a little bit to where the juice is going to take a little bit of money no matter who you got. No matter what, yeah. I'm going
0: Knicks. I'm going Thibodeau also. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Knicks. I'm going Juice Randall.
1: Both teams have a lot that I like, both teams have a lot that I don't like, Mm -hmm. and the Knicks have a
0: better coach. It's interesting that we're agreeing on everything that can't bode well. (laughs) Uh, I think this might be all of it. Yeah. This might be our first disagreement Milwaukee, Miami.
1: I think that Milwaukee writes the ship. Here.
0: I, I also do. I think Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday is the, 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 the again, his give-a-shit meter runs really, really high, and I think he is the deciding factor in that series.
1: I think the bubble really helped out the Heat last year, too. Yeah, I agree with that. Like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I agree especially.
0: with that. Uh, Brooklyn and the next one, doesn't matter who they play. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately. Alright, so that leaves us Let's jump back over here to the west Utah, LA Utah versus the Clips Who you got? Uh, Clips Yeah, I got the Clips too Portland Lakers Yet again God, that sucks I hate it I hate it so much I know (laughs) Well, we saw it last year Lakers (sighs) Yeah, I mean, Portland's a little bit of a different team. I mean, Nurk is. We're not playing us on white side, which is nice. You know, we got that going for us, which is always a good thing. But uh,
1: there's just it just mm -hmm. comes down to like who guards LeBron, who guards Anthony Davis. And I don't like the answer to both.
0: I don't those like questions. the answer. Yeah, I mean Zach Collins does not walking through that door, and that's not going to help I, that much either.
1: Did you see the last game? Zach Collins was listed as day to day. Is he? Yeah. That, but even
0: if he is, comes walking through that door. I mean, you're not. He's is still he going to get good? his. He's going to get his lunch eaten by either <laughs> one of a them. A good
1: basketball player. Me and my boss were looking up his <sighs> like his like career numbers and like his career highs. Mm-hmm. They're like not impressive, even a little bit. No, it's funny. It's like this always like, well, you know. Him and Simon's like, well, you know, when they do this, and it's like, when?
0: Can you can you tell me when that's gonna happen? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and like,
1: what what is that Collins? Well, do you know what his injury even is anymore? Like, I can't remember at all. A, it
0: was a, a leg thing. I thought I thought it was a knee thing, but I don't even. He remember. sure seems to jump around on the bench. Yeah, he's it's yeah, it's out of sight. I mean, it was a hand thing. I don't remember. Okay, Lakers. Yep, yeah, yeah. As much if if everybody's if the if the health is what it is right now. Than Lakers. But if AD or LeBron get dinged up at all in the playoffs, I'm picking the Blazers.
1: Yeah. I mean, circumstantially, but I mean, we have to assume they're going to be healthy. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming health. And then these these like regular season injuries with Davis and LeBron too. I, I don't kind trust of it. have some questions. About I don't trust the narrative. Of, I don't. He's
0: yeah. just trying to create this narrative. He wants to be like, oh, I'm going to win from the eight C. Look at this. I told you guys I could do it. Well, and
1: he did the whole like I'll never be 100 yeah. percent
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. you and know he, he's like, creating that back and he's like,
1: well, you know, during the season we're all pretty tired, so we can't be 100. It's ridiculous. Like, oh, Captain fucking obvious over here. Cool.
0: All right, Philly, New York. Um, Philly. Yeah, I really want to pick the Knicks. So then it's like L.A., L.A., New York, New York. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think yeah, I think this a subway is subway series would be so fun on both coasts. Yeah, the NBA but, would love that. But even Philly's a good market. So okay, I'm taking Philly also.
1: And I just I I actually really like this Philly team as a whole.
0: Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Here we go. <laughs> Shane Shane just like stood up a little straighter. He's just, you know, I think the gambler in him just got a little excited. (laughs) This is maybe, this might be the best series. Yeah. If we do, if we end up getting this series because the matchups are tasty. Mm hmm.
1: And I put in, I put in my Brooklyn bet really early this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I also did this before the trades Mm -hmm. um, and the buyout extravaganza, (laughs) which, uh, did you see the other day when they had that that play where k d caught the 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 bang out off the backboard? Ah, oh, it was really cool because Blake like kind of throws this no look pass down and they flip the ball around and then Mike James throws it off the glass. but then in the post game Blake Griffin was like yeah you know i did all that myself like i basically grabbed it and like i made this icon type Kyrie. like you need to do this and he like, said that he basically like, mapped out the whole play but, like griffin's low-key super
0: funny so well he's a comedian yeah and i it's, guess i didn't know he's huge him and Kyrie are like best friends yeah
1: i heard that recently too
0: interesting but so i'm going brooklyn i'm going milwaukee
1: we had to disagree eventually. Yeah, we, I
0: mean, there was a couple that I wanted to disagree with you, and I really want to pick the Blazers just because I want to keep my homer blood red, but I, I think Giannis has his moment. Mm-hmm. I think Giannis do finally has right? his moment, and I think that having guys like PJ and Drew around him elevate him to have that moment and don't forget about Chris Middleton. Don't forget about Brooklyn. I mean, they've got some dudes on that team.
1: I think it's easy to forget about Chris Middleton because he goes invisible sometimes.
0: Uh, true. Very, very true. But when you elevate with, I mean, again, look at the matchups, right? Look at the matchups. So, KD and Giannis. Mm-hmm. Kind of a wash. Chris and James.
1: Kind of a wash.
0: And then Kyrie and Drew.
1: Kyrie's Better when he plays,
0: but um, Drew. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be really you fun don't to watch. Know if no, no. Who's so, better, Kyrie or Drew? Okay, I'm going to say Kyrie's better, but I don't know if the impact. I think the impact that Drew's going to have guarding Kyrie will slog their offense down more.
1: He is like the guy to have if you're going to play against a guard like.
0: Yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, and if you were to design a team to go against the Bucks or to go against Brooklyn, it would look a lot like the Bucks. But
1: then you start thinking. Joe Harris, Divincenzo,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. PJ Tucker, and who's
1: Blake that Griffin? fifth
0: guy? Yeah, I'll take PJ in that matchup. Yeah, again, the give a shit meter. Give me the give a shit meter.
1: But the I've the, got the Steve Nash this jersey on. Of Blake Griffin is better than i thought it was good. yeah
0: he is better he does look like he went to germany and got some stuff put in his knees and he's got a little bounce back but i i think i've got the steve nash jersey literally DeAndre on Andre
1: jordan <laughs> or brooke lopez
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh give me splash mountain all day long splash mountain for the Nick win Claxton or <laughs> pat connington <laughs> all right so i'm going milwaukee you're going brooklyn okay la la who you got clip show oh i enough. like it
1: i i i really like this clippers team i think ha- the best three-point shooting team has made the finals right in the last mm-hmm. like five or six years mm-hmm. which is normally the warriors but i really like what this team looks like post doc rivers
0: yeah tyron lose in his back mm-hmm.
1: and i think that rondo has been a huge addition there um I just, I really like what Paul George has kind of turned himself into as a basketball player. And I think Kawhi is just like a, he's like a switch.
0: I think this Clippers team doesn't remind, it's not because of the culture. It's not anything else. Just from a narrative perspective reminds me a little bit of the heat last year where Mm -hmm. no one's really talking about them. Yeah. There was so much pressure on the Clippers last year to come in and be this team that just goes in and shows out. And they've really they have taken on the complete persona of Kawhi, where they're no one unless you're in L.A. or a Clippers fan. No one's really talking about the Clippers, which
1: I think is kind of perfect. I think they're kind of like waiting in the wings there. It's almost like a like a jaguar stalking. I mean, I want antelope.
0: I want them to lose. I want the Lakers to lose. Trust me. I just don't know if I can pick the Clippers, but Patrick Beverly and all these other <laughs> jackasses on Patrick their roster. Beverly versus Dennis Schroeder You know, that's one of the like things.
1: A when will they fight contest? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> the two <laughs> biggest antagonizers in the league.
0: But I like what it possibly sets up in the next round. So I'm going to go with you. I'm going to pick the Clippers. And I'm just going to throw my pick out next so people don't just think that I'm just piggybacking off everything that you do. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to get uh, Clippers Philly. Ooh. In the in the finals, Doc Rivers versus his old squad, Joel Embiid be and Ben Simmons finally make it. Blue on red versus blue on red. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm going Philly and uh, Clippers. You got you got Philly or you got Milwaukee I got I, Philly. well, because you had Brooklyn, so you've got Philly. So we both have Philly in the. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So it's think, guaranteed to be wrong. It'll definitely be two other teams playing yeah, in the finals. Do not bet on those <laughs> do two not teams. bet on our picks. Um, but that'd yeah. be fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I just like the way – I think that, like, the with, – with what Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have turned into at this point in their careers, because they're pretty much, like, who they're going to be right now, that they are, like, two pieces that you really need to win a championship mm-hmm. or that really help win a championship. Absolutely. And then, like, those, like, small additions, like Danny Green and Matisse Thybul. I think Theibel's going to be, like, a huge player in the league mm-hmm. at a certain point yeah. because – he has something that I'm you know, a, a huge
0: Tybalt fan. Huge, yeah. huge Tybalt fan. You I mean you already know that he was on any any fantasy team I may have had last year. He was Even on that team. He was so a husky, true. But I just love the way he plays. Love the way he plays. I can see past the purple um, in certain situations once they leave the university. Mm-hmm.
1: Remember he, he didn't call it like he averaged like like five. It was like the, or five steals, steals in
0: that two three zone. Yeah, that they were playing up there it was unreal. So we have run very long here on our second segment, but happy to give you that nice playoff breakdown. Uh, if you didn't like it, you already turned the podcast off. So you're not listening anyway. So thank you for listening to the point where you listened to. I don't know (laughs) really what to say. Who knows? Maybe there's like one person listening right now, but, uh, as always, go give us a, a like and a share If you please could um, We don't have a ton of like ratings And like comments and stuff like that Like in iTunes, so if you could go give us um, Some some of those, we'd really appreciate it Tell a friend um, Yeah, you got anything else for the people, Shane? Alright That's
1: pretty much it, man I gave Thank you, we my love, love you
2: the we out. That had no stone I gave chicken that had no bones I give sorry Shout a little bit softer now. 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 Won't my head up and Throw my hands back and Come on now, Come on now, Come on now, Come on now. Come on now. Take it in, take it in, take it in, take it in. a little bit now, a little bit now, a little bit now, a little bit something now, now, Shall a little bit soften now, shall a little bit soften now, shall a little bit soften now, shall a little bit loud now, shall a little bit louder now, shall a little bit louder now. A a